Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. You are listening to episode number 149. Today, we're going to start the show discussing the national anthem, specifically an article I woke up to early this morning, which, after I read the headline, made my blood boil. And then I got into it a little bit, and I thought, okay, this is a fun little piece. But uh, I want to share with you some of the some of the things being called for by uh, the L.A. Times. You ever read that one? Yeah, me neither. Not typically. Uh, but uh, the L.A. Times this morning has uh, an interesting article, if not maddening, uh, under the headline, It May Be Time to Cancel the National Anthem. I uh, just want to say right here and now that I do not agree with that at all. The National Anthem better not be touched, and I want it to be played at the beginning of every sporting event across this country from now until forever. We'll get into those details in just a moment. Also, you know I'm a, a, a Second Amendment enthusiast. Uh, I enjoy uh, uh, firearms. I enjoy the technology. I enjoy uh, target shooting and hunting. I, I think for me it's a, a worthwhile pastime. My father uh, taught me all about guns when I was growing up. Uh, first and foremost, the importance of safety. Let me just put that out there. Now, I bring up guns uh, here today because it's been a while since you and I have talked about guns. You know, I, I can remember uh, really before this coronavirus uh, reared its head, you and I had a chance to talk about guns and the Second Amendment and uh, it, uh, target shooting and hunting and different laws for for a long time, and we do so uh, pretty regularly. Well, uh, we've taken a break from that for a while to make way for the coronavirus, but today I want to talk to you about a fascinating reality. In fact, uh, records that are being set in terms of firearm purchases, not uh, for the traditional reasons, but uh, now because of the coronavirus. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, there's a, a neat breakdown by the Brookings Institution. I'll share that with you uh, in the next segment, uh, and then Later on into the program, we are going to dedicate a lot of time to schools and the coronavirus and reopening and the plans that are being uh, drafted right now by school districts around the country uh, and specifically here in the state of Utah. The deadline, as you know, which has been handed down by the state school board is August 1st. Each district needs to have their plan ready to present to parents and students by August 1st. And so right now, for the next two weeks, uh, there is much input coming from parents. There are, uh, there's much deliberation going on at the various educational levels. Uh, the school districts are having conversations. And we are now, uh, in these days, starting to get a glimpse of what uh, the school year may look like. Now, that could all change, right? The deadline for these plans is August 1st, and they're are a pair of weeks here in between now and then, so who knows what happens. Uh, but there are very, very strong feelings on all sides of this and at all levels. We're going to pay particular attention to a debate playing out right now amongst the county commissioners in Utah County. A few hours from now, they will get together at about 3 o'clock uh, our time. We are going to uh, be able to listen in on their deliberations. And specifically, they will be deliberating a proposal which has been put forth by Commissioner Bill Lee. He would like he would like all Utah County schools to be exempt 
from the mask mandate uh, on schools, which has been placed on schools by Governor Gary Herbert. And if I'm honest, the other two commissioners, uh, Tanner Ainge and Nathan Ivey, are not all too happy with that proposal and don't intend to support it, but the debate will certainly play out. And we will we'll look at a statement from Tanner Ainge. We'll speak directly to Nathan Ivey, and we'll also hear uh, from Bill Lee. We're going to replay some of the comments uh, that he made earlier today in case you missed them. They're, they're quite interesting and uh, I think worthy of your time. So stick around later on the program. We're going to get into the details of that. But right now, let me ask you this question. Do you have many friends? Do you have many friends who do not share your political ideologies? It can be challenging sometimes. If there, you know, if there's someone with whom you don't typically agree, uh, say in your family or in your friend circle. Uh, but if you're, you know, you're all mature, open-minded folks, uh, sometimes those friendships can can be some of the strongest. At least I know that's the case uh, for me. I'm uh, typically a conservative type, and some of my closest friends find themselves on the the opposite end of the political spectrum. And we have over the years, uh, you know, developed a, a way to. Uh, you know, be respectful of one another, and it's helped me, and I hope helped them uh, understand things in a little more broad of a context. Now, that's all very, uh, you know, kind of heady and ethereal, and we, we, we uh, uh, don't want to belabor that. But I bring that point up because of an article I read this morning. The article's headline is absolutely maddening. I'm going to read it to you verbatim. The headline is commentary. It's time to cancel the Star-Spangled Banner. Here's what should replace it. It's time to cancel the Star-Spangled Banner. Here is what should replace it. This is a, a, a commentary, an article written in the Los Angeles Times by Jody Rosen. He uh, is, if you follow him on Twitter and you are aware of his writings, uh, he's, he's a fairly liberally-minded guy. And as he got into uh, defending uh, the thesis presented in the headline here, uh, my blood started to boil. He talks about an outdated message. He talks about Francis Scott Key not exactly being one of the most upstanding and upright uh, individuals in U.S. history. He talks about the, the difficulty to sing the national anthem, that, it, that in terms of its musicality, that it is a challenging song to perform. <laughs> he, he talks about the poem from which Francis Scott Key derived, the lyrics of the National Anthem, and he uses all of that, the Star-Spangled Banner, he uses all of, all of these quote-unquote evidences to say, yeah, you know, maybe it's time we retire the Star-Spangled Banner. I don't think so, Mr. Rosen. Before I get too deep into this, what do you think thus far? Is there any sort of argument that could be made to you uh, to convince you that changing the National Anthem is appropriate? It would require an act of Congress, you know. Yeah, this is, this is a statutory thing. Let me throw out the KSL News Radio comments line. I do want to hear from you, uh, and here's what we're going to do. I'm going to throw out the line now. I'd invite you to weigh in on this issue. I'm going to share with you, too, the second half uh, in a second where <laughs> Mr. Rosen says we ought to get rid of the national anthem and replace it with this. I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but let me give you the, the phone number to call. It's 801 575 Hopefully by now you've got this pre-programmed in your phone. Uh, you can say, you know what, put it in your contact, let's just say it's Lee Lonsberry. Lee Lonsberry at KSL News Radio. You give Lee Lonsberry a call, 801 
You tell me if there is any argument that could possibly, possibly sway you to think that the national anthem is due for retirement. I'll tell you right here. I, th- th- there's no argument that's going to make me think that. I don't care how hard it is to sing. And I can't sing. I can't get there at the end. You know, the high note, you, uh, you kind of have to traverse past three or four octaves to get there. I can't do that. But it's a beautiful song, and it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to this nation. 801-575-7668. You uh, give me a call, weigh in. Later on in the program, we're going to walk through uh, all of the responses. We're also going to talk about guns as well, and so I'd like to hear from you then. I'll give you the number again. So here, the, the proposal is that we do away with the national anthem and replace it with this song here. Sometimes in our lives we all have pain we all have sorrow Yeah, that's right. But if we are wise Lean on Me by Bill Withers. Yeah. Released in 1972 on the Still Bill album. The proposal by Mr. Rosen is that Lean On Me ought to replace the national anthem. And you heard me rambling on about uh, your friends and if your friends have different attitudes than you and different ideologies. I bring that up because as I read this article, my blood was boiling at the onset. Uh, How dare someone propose that we replace the national anthem? And then it kind of abandons that whole thesis and really just goes into a beautiful... (laughs) A beautiful breakdown of the the wonderful musical offerings by Bill Withers to include Lean on Me. And so as I was preparing for today's program, I was listening to uh, Bill Withers all morning. I listened to, to this song, of course, Lean on Me. I listened to Grandma's Hands. I went back to uh, his his first album. Can you picture the cover art of his first album from 1971? He, humble guy, Bill Withers. He was working in a factory while at the same time pursuing a musical career. He he's landed a record deal, but was so uncertain of the future of that record deal that he held on to that factory job of his. And when it came time to produce the cover art, he said to the photographer, he says, hey, I've got a lunch break at uh, whatever time. Why don't you meet me outside the factory? You can snap a few photos of me there. So he is on his very first album, the cover. Uh, it is Bill Withers standing there in his work outfit. In his hand, he's holding a lunch pail. Uh, and he's leaning up against a, a brick building. None of that is staged. None of that is a prop. Uh, and so, <laughs> despite despite Mr. Rosen getting my blood boiling this morning, suggesting the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, is due for retirement, uh, I do very much appreciate all the wonderful things that he said about Bill Withers and the wonderful insight I was able to glean as he made his case for why Lean On Me ought to replace the Star Spangled Banner as the national anthem. So, uh, that's that. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, stay tuned because we're talking about guns and some fascinating data about the purchase of guns. In the last short amount of time, there have been records set for the number of guns. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow. But you recognize this song? Yeah? Who sings it, do you know? Another little bit of Lee Lonsberry trivia. Uh, okay, you got it. Bill Withers, that's right. Do you know when it was released? I'll give you a minute. All right, 1972. 
do you know the name of the album on which it was released? Still Bill. I think it was his second album. I'm a huge fan of Bill Withers. Grandma's Hands might be one of my favorite songs. It reminds me of my own grandmother, Mama. Uh, she might be listening right now. Mama, how are you? Love you. The, the reason I bring up Bill Withers and the reason why I just played that song in particular for you, Lean On Me, is because in California, specifically at the Los Angeles Times, and specifically from the pen of Jody Rosen, an opinion writer for the paper, uh, he and the paper would like to replace the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, with Bill Withers' 1971 Lean on me. I'm sorry, 72. Lean on me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's, it's a beautiful song, right? Lean on me. It's beautiful. I, whenever I hear it, I stop. And in fact, I'm sorry we couldn't play the, uh, the whole song here for you. There are probably some copyright laws or something. Uh, but I, whenever I hear it, it's like when you see like a good movie on TV. If you're flipping through the channels and you see, well, put Shawshank Redemption, right? If you see Shawshank Redemption, you're probably going to sit there and watch it all the way through. Lean on me uh, is the same way. If I am ever in some circumstance, if I'm in the mall, uh, or do we have malls anymore? Back when we had malls that were open, uh, if I ever heard that song playing over the, the, the loudspeaker there, or at a restaurant, I, I would listen intently. It's that good of a song. But should it replace the national anthem? Of course not. Of absolutely course not. <laughs> the, 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 the argument made by Mr. Rosen in the L.A. Times, it's interesting, right? He, he makes a, a number of interesting points. I mean, I throw them all out, and I don't accept any of them, uh, but they're interesting. Uh, it talks about the musicality of the Star Spangled Banner. It talks about how it is, is very difficult to perform and how uh, performers, they complain. Uh, in, in particular, uh, Frank Sinatra always used to complain uh, whenever he was asked to sing the national anthem. Who can traverse so many octaves? Who can do it? Well, Whitney Houston can. That's right. Uh, and he, he talks, too, about uh, the, the flowery and antiquated language uh, contained within the Star-Spangled Banner. Or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. All right, maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't conjure up uh, exactly uh, the images that he'd like. Okay, m maybe it's a language used that is a bit unfamiliar to him. Maybe when Francis Scott Key sat down to pen the national anthem, he wasn't thinking, uh, oh, so many years into the future, how one uh, Los Angeles, California uh, commentator might be feeling about his language. Now he's putting something together which has become something much bigger than it was on day one. It is our national anthem. It's not just some catchy song that we've decided uh, to sing from time to time and at the beginning of all sporting events. No, it is something that we have uh, come to hold so close to our chest and our, uh, our hearts that uh, even Congress <laughs> has statutorily made it our national anthem. Anyway, uh, I, it's an interesting, interesting write-up. I disagree wholeheartedly, and I'm a little bit offended uh, that the notion would even be brought up. But uh, Jody Rosen does do uh, a pretty good job talking about the merits of Bill Withers. And so because I'm the big, big Bill Withers fan myself, I'm going to give him a pass uh, and not get too worked up. But it does beg the question, 
Is, th- is there anything? Is there anything that would move you to uh, agree with a plan to get rid of or retire or cancel the national anthem? I threw out the phone number earlier. I asked for uh, your r- r- replies, and here's the first one I got. No, there is no way I would want to cancel the Star Spangled Banner as our national anthem. I love that song. I know the verses. I can sing them by heart. I don't want to get rid of it. Thanks. Thank you. There you go. Pretty straight and forward. No. Nope, 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 nope. Next comment. Here it is. Not just no, but hell no. There you go. Uh, last comment here. I would be open to hearing arguments for changing the national anthem just because to say otherwise would mean I've thought of all the arguments, and I can't say that I have. There might be something out there that I don't know of. And I don't elevate that item to be higher than the Constitution, which is open to being changed, or even our flag. Uh, That has been changed a number of times since its inception. All right, that's fair. It's a a very wise and practical and, of course, open-minded uh, attitude and and sure maybe if uh, if we found out that if you like let's say you know like the Beatles used to do if you play their songs backwards there's like demonic messages I, I haven't done this maybe you have if there's some demonic message in playing the Star Spangled Banner in reverse that that might move me to explore maybe uh, something by Bill Withers but uh, as it stands as I am now ignorant to anything uh, so offensive that we ought to retire the national anthem I am going to remain firmly planted in the preserve the Star Spangled Banner camp I hope you will be as well. Uh, all right, we'll let that lie. Uh, interesting conversation, nonetheless. Maybe you and uh, the family can debate it here tonight. Uh, <laughs> you can think of what, what could be uh, an acceptable alternative, or maybe a companion song uh, from pop culture. That'd <laughs> be an interesting conversation. If you do have that chat, would you text me later? Tell me what you and your family came up with. Five seven five. Zero zero. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, just a few minutes to spare here, and I have to tell you, I uh, I won't I won't be on the air tomorrow uh, or Friday. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to hang out with uh, my beautiful wife and my beautiful brand new baby Piper. We had initially planned, if I'm honest, to fly out to Missouri. We were going to have a big family reunion. M- many in my family have not yet met Piper. She's eight months old. Yeah, uh, and this coronavirus has really uh, thrown a, a wrench into gear work here, and we haven't been able to. We haven't been able to introduce her to so much of her family. The plan was uh, to get her out to, to meet, uh, you know, some of her aunts and uh, some cousins, and it was going to be wonderful. And then we spiked. The coronavirus numbers spiked, not just here in Utah, but elsewhere. And uh, members of my family, myself included, saw the wisdom in maybe uh, being a little more patient and redoubling our efforts here in our home states uh, to combat this virus. And so uh, I, I, you know, because I've been personally impacted by it, not not in the extreme, okay? I, I have to admit, you know, my, my gripes are nothing in comparison to those who have certainly lost family members uh, to this virus or who have contracted this virus and felt firsthand and up close uh, the impact. Uh, it, my, my plight is not t- to that degree. You know, I had to adjust my travel plans. And so instead of flying off to Missouri, uh, we're going to have a bit of a staycation for a couple days. Uh, the great Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics will be uh, hosting live mic uh, tomorrow and Friday. He's going to do a fantastic job, I am sure. Producer Amy will be make sure of that. Uh, she'll be keeping watch of things here at KSL News Radio. And you and I will join back together uh, next Monday. Gonna, gonna, we're going to go to the rodeo. Yeah, we're going to go uh, to the Ute Stampede Rodeo, Piper's first rodeo. That's going to be wonderful. Uh, we are also going to spend some time uh, on a farm. 
Yeah, we're going to learn about a uh, simpler life. We're going to try to get away uh, as best as we can and uh, kind of eject ourselves from uh, from all the headaches caused by this coronavirus. I'm looking forward to it. I will miss you. I'm going to miss you. I promise. Uh, but I'll look back uh, or I'll look forward to uh, getting back together with you uh, next Monday. It's going to be you and me right here, 1230 to 1, live mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Next up, of course, it's Jeff Kaplan, expert broadcaster, as he brings to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.